Today's episode is brought to you by UKG Workforce Management. With their HR and workforce management solutions, UKG gives you the tools you need to make all of your people feel like they belong. UKG, our purpose is people. Now enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to USA Today's Women of the Year, the podcast. I'm Connie Schultz, a columnist at USA Today. Women of the Year celebrates outstanding women from across the country. Each of them has charted a unique course full of challenges and conquests. Today, we meet Kizmikia Corbett. Kizmikia is just 36 years old, making her one of the youngest women on our list. This age stands out for me, let me tell you. When I was 36, I had just pivoted to my first full-time job in a newsroom after years of freelancing. My career trajectory was like popcorn in a hot skillet, shooting here and there, up and down. Kizmikia's career trajectory is a story of focus and intention. She's an assistant professor at Harvard University's prestigious School of Public Health. She has spent much of the last few years playing a key role in combating the greatest public health crisis of recent decades, the COVID-19 pandemic. She is one of the scientists credited with the development of the COVID-19 vaccines. Let me rephrase that. Kizmikia Corbett's work has saved millions of lives. She says this was an unexpected turn of events. It is not something that I've been planning for my entire career. You know, the moment that we embarked upon in the early parts of 2020, through now even, is something that you think about when you're a scientist, particularly if you are in vaccine development in any shape or form. But you never really think in my lifetime I might have to be called to make a vaccine evaluate a vaccine, and then to have that vaccine go into millions of arms around the world. But I have been preparing in the sense that I've always understood just how important vaccinology is. I've always thought that vaccines were one of the way that we could get out of infectious diseases, whether it be pandemic or otherwise. And so I've invested my entire career in vaccinology. And in the name of COVID, I've obviously, for the last seven years prior to even the vaccine um, COVID-19 coming about, I prepared to understand how we might make a really good vaccine for coronaviruses. So it was almost as if we were prepared for our purpose, so to speak. Every strong, successful woman has her critics. And this has certainly been true for Kizmikia who has become prominent in a time when even life-saving vaccines have become politicized. Perhaps some of you have known the frustration of trying to convince someone that the COVID vaccine is safe. I've written countless columns about this, and I admit to running out of patience at times. Kizmikia is a model of constructive restraint. Instead of taking unfounded criticism personally, she has embraced her role as a public educator. I had to navigate it with grace and also understanding. I think that what I realized in this moment is that much of the debate around vaccines during this time came because there was so much that we hadn't taught people, whether it be about how the immune system works or even about the technology that had been really being um, developed behind the scenes for so many years. And so it was our time to really step away from the science, um, so to speak, but then to become the world's vaccine teacher. 
And that's what we did. It was, it was a humbling experience to be doing your life's work, but in the midst of that, to be met with doubt and to be met with question and to be met with concern. But part of that being a humbling ex experience meant that it was just time for us to listen and to serve in a capacity that went beyond what our scientific calling was. And that was to be communicators around the science, to teach um, and to empathize. Instead of dismissing people who questioned vaccines, she engaged with them to bridge mistrust. I spent just about every single night on a Zoom call with various organizations from the community, whether they be local churches or nation, national organizations such as like the NAACP. Um, I made sure that I was available to answer questions when people had those types of questions. And I think that that's really the only way that trust is rebuilt. It is by taking apart the layers of why there are or is mistrust and then to rebuild it by ensuring that you're available. And so I just tried to be available to anyone who had any question. She says she hasn't had much time to stop and reflect on herself or her impact on the vaccine. At this point, I want to call her Saint Kismikia, but I have a feeling she wouldn't go for that. I'm still working. <laughs> I'm still working. I, I still um, consider the job not complete until we have a very holistic understanding in every single person um, of what vaccines are and, and how they work and, and how good they are. Um, so I, I still feel like I have a lot of teaching to do. Um, and so it's hard to really take in the moment. I, I am learning to be better about breathing in successes as much as I do failures. Um, so bit by bit, um, I, I oftentimes, whenever I do take a breather, I will remember a thing or two about the last two years and, um, you know, say congratulations um, to myself, but I haven't had that full on moment yet. We'll get there. Kismikia is a black woman in a field still dominated by men, but she is hopeful. Progress can be slow and incremental, but with champions like her, it is also unstoppable. One of the things that I've learned over the past 16, 17 years since I first started in the laboratory is that it is getting better. And the one thing that is mostly getting better about it too is that it's, we're becoming more understanding that it's so necessary for us to have a, di a diverse workplace, not just for STEM, but across the board. STEM fields, especially when you become higher up, is starting to change the landscape of what that looks like is starting to change. And so it's becoming more of a place that is more welcoming to women. And so I'm really excited about what the future holds in that regard. We have a long way to go. I mean, there's a pay gap. There are consistent ideas about certain fields, particularly ones that are more technical, like STEM. People consider them to be sometimes too hard for women to take on. There are workplace dynamics that quite frankly, don't always benefit people who are tender and loving and caring. And so 
we definitely have a long place way to go just culturally in the way that we accept women into the STEM fields. But we've, we've come far. I, I feel more welcome today as a woman in the STEM fields in one of the best universities in the world at Harvard than I have ever felt in my entire career. And that's largely because there's so much inner um, institutional work being done to make sure that our workplace is welcome for all people. There are so many people that have paved the way for me. I think about my department chair at Harvard right now. She's a woman, she completely understands what can be the plight of a woman in STEM fields. She's caring and she's tender and she understands how we need to be mentored as women. I think about even men along the way who have used the weight of their power to ensure that we had diverse workplaces like my boss at the NIH, Dr. Barney Graham. And then there are people who have simply done what is sometimes very hard for some people to do in their workplace, and that is just to pull out a seat at the table next to them. And so I've been fortunate enough to have several mentors that have done that. Um, it's a simple act of making sure that people who generally are not heard or people who are generally not understood or taken seriously are starting to become more taken seriously. Kismikia is the embodiment of who I imagine when I say we must carry as we climb. Here's how I think about it. If our personal success is our only legacy, it dies with us. If we reach back and grab the hands of others as we go, so many lives will continue to bloom long after we are gone. This is Kismikia. She is grateful for her mentors, and she is now growing into that role to help others with her typical humility and grace. I'm trying to do the same thing. Um, I'm obviously not at a place where I feel like I have the type of power that a lot of other people have had, but I am slowly moving into positions where I'm at the types of table where my voice is heard loudly and I can have an opinion about workplace dynamics or the type of infrastructure that we have for up and coming, even graduate students or women who come to work at Harvard or otherwise. I'm trying to pay it forward in that way. And by mentoring young girls, I, I'm leaving this um, talk with you to even talk to my niece's class because it's so important that beyond the things that I do on a day-to-day uh, -day basis um, with my job, it is important to just be visible and to make STEM fields feel like they are so exciting that anyone, not just women, but that anyone would want to go into them. And so remaining visible and um, remaining very clear that if I'm going to rise to the top, then I must bring some with me. Kizmikia's earliest mentor was her mother. I like to say that my mom is the person um, who wraps the world in a blanket. <laughs> She's, if I go home right now to North Carolina, she's going to sit beside me on the couch, give me a glass of water, give me a blanket in case I'm cold. She's going to check in. Um, she's going to make sure that everyone around her is okay. Um, and I think that as I grew up in a household with her and with my siblings and saw her interactions, 
I learned how to be that person. And so that's inspiring to me. It definitely has made me, I think, a better scientist. It may has definitely made me a better mentor, for sure, because it's helped me to understand just how important it is to just feel like your environment is comforting. And then, you know, my mom is, she doesn't have a four-year college degree, but she's an educator and she really, really, really strongly be believes in education as, as one tool for success. And so she's always pushed each of us to do the best that we can with our scholarship and um, the way that we go about taking on our careers. And so I, my empathy and my worldliness, even, even though we come from a very small town, comes from my mom. Kismikia is the first in her family to graduate from a four-year college. Her proudest moment, she says, was when she got her PhD. And I know that I've invented a vaccine, but I definitely come from a place where that probably was not supposed to happen. In so many aspects, the odds were stacked against me. And so I'll hold on to that one for a long time. Oh, by the way, I have a new definition of courage, thanks to Kazmikia Corbett. Faith's little sister. <laughs> courage is the strength to do what what faith says you have to. Courage is Faith's little sister. I love that. This episode was produced by the talented James Brown, and there's more where this came from. You can watch USA Today's video interview with Kazmikia Corbett and see our photo gallery, and you can read my colleague Suzette Hackney's story about Kazmikia at womenoftheyear.usatoday.com. And you can also see our entire list of national recipients there, which includes one honoree for every state in America. Please tell your friends about the podcast. We want more people to hear these personal stories from women who wouldn't quit, no matter the challenges. Please write us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people to find the show. On the next episode, you'll hear from Janet Merguia, a lifelong advocate for Hispanics. She's the president and CEO of Unidos U.S., the largest national Hispanic civil rights and advocacy organization in the U.S. She'll share some sage advice for the next generation. I believe it's so important to encourage young people to try to move through this darkness and keep their sights set on a bigger dream. On the next Women of the Year, the podcast. No matter who they are or what job they do, you want to give your employees all the support they need. And UKG, with their HR and workforce management solutions, can give you all the tools you'll need to help you make your people, all of your people, feel like they belong. UKG, our purpose is people.